It's Wednesday, December the 8th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Biden's tough talk with Putin and AWS on the blink. First, the world in brief. Joe Biden spoke with Vladimir Putin for two hours and threatened economic retaliation should Russia escalate its confrontation with Ukraine. America could ask Germany to halt Nord Stream 2, a pipeline built to pump Russian gas to Europe. Right after the meeting, Congress added $300 million in military aid to Ukraine to its annual spending. Russia has deployed tens of thousands of troops along its border. American intelligence officials have reportedly been sounding the alarm over possible plans for a full-scale invasion, which the Kremlin rubbishes. A provisional study conducted using Omicron-infected South African plasma found that the Pfizer vaccine was significantly less effective in fighting the new variant. However, researchers said the jab still offered protection against severe disease. Meanwhile, GlaxoSmithKline reported that its antibody treatment, which may reduce the risk of hospitalisation and death in people with mild to moderate COVID by 79%, is effective against Omicron. Australia joined America in its diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics in protest at the host's human rights abuses. Zhao Lijian, China's foreign ministry spokesman, earlier promised unspecified, quote, countermeasures against America, which announced its boycott on Monday. American and Australian athletes still intend to compete at the Games. Amazon Web Services, the world's leading cloud computing company, suffered an outage that ground many businesses' online operations to a halt, including The Economist's homepage. Streaming sites were affected too, including Netflix and Disney, as well as Amazon's own delivery service. AWS said it has resolved the problem. An Egyptian court ordered the release of a jailed researcher accused of spreading false news. Patrick George Zaki, who wrote an article about the discrimination against Coptic Christians in Egypt, was detained in Cairo in February 2020 after returning from Italy, where he was studying. Mr Zaki still faces charges and will stand trial in February. A suspect in the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, a Saudi journalist slain in Istanbul in 2018, was arrested in France. Khaled Aid Al-Taibi, a former Saudi royal guard, was stopped en route to Riyadh. He is one of 26 Saudis whom Turkey is trying in absentia. Saudi authorities called it a case of mistaken identity and demanded Mr. Otaibi's release. The United Arab Emirates announced it will switch its weekend to Saturday and Sunday, rather than Friday and Saturday. From January 1st, government employees will work Monday to Thursday and a half day on Friday, a holy day in Islam. The change brings the UAE more in line with the world outside the Persian Gulf, including the number of days to do international business. Fact of the day. 2. The average number of children an Indian woman can expect to bear in her lifetime. Indian fertility has fallen below replacement level. And editor's note. Whether you're a loyal fan or a new listener, we want to hear from you. 
We're launching a listener survey, so you can tell us what you think about our podcasts, and so we can find out what you would like to hear more of. To take part, visit economist.com slash briefing survey. That's economist.com slash briefing survey. The link to the survey is in the description. And now here's today's agenda. The Schultz era begins. Angela Merkel's long reign in Germany comes to an end on Wednesday. Olaf Scholz, Mrs Merkel's successor as Chancellor, will be formally elected in the Bundestag, Germany's lower house, before his inauguration by Frank-Walter Steinmeier, the country's president. Mr Scholz, a social democrat who has served as Mrs Merkel's vice-chancellor and finance minister since 2018, will lead a three-party coalition with the Greens and the Free Democrats, a pro-business party. This untested, quote, traffic-like government, named after the party's colours, will face immediate challenges, from a brutal fourth wave of COVID-19 sweeping across Germany to the threat of renewed conflagration in Ukraine. The new government will waste no time introducing itself to European partners. Mr Schultz will make his first foreign trip to Paris, as is customary for new chancellors, and Annalena Baerbock, his foreign minister, will begin a busy round of travel across Europe. Thus begins life after Merkel, for Germany and the world beyond. Waiting on and watching India's economy. The Reserve Bank of India, the country's central bank, meets later this week for another check of the economy's pulse. Central to the bank's discussion will be a decision on interest rates in Asia's third largest economy. In May 2020, the RBI slashed its benchmark interest rate to 4%, a record low, and promised to maintain, quote, an accommodative stance as long as it is necessary to revive growth. It has kept its word. The rate has remained unchanged, even as inflation has occasionally soared above 6%, the top of the central bank's target range. This, quote, wait-and-watch approach, as some analysts have described it, seems to be working. Growth has bounced back in 2021 and inflation has cooled in recent months, despite rising fuel prices and rebounding demand. But the recovery remains fragile, more so with Omicron spreading. Given this, most economists expect the RBI to keep waiting and watching. The Great Bottleneck That Are Electric Chargers the current number of public charges for electric vehicles, EVs, 1.3 million, cannot begin to satisfy the demands of the world's rapidly expanding fleet. The International Energy Agency, a global forecaster, reckons that by 2030, about 40 million charging points will be needed, requiring an annual investment of $90 billion. One big advantage of EVs is that they can be charged at home or at workplaces, Current models of electric cars typically have batteries with ranges of around 250 miles, 400 kilometers, more than enough for the average driver for a day. But as EV ownership spreads from wealthier households to people living in flats or dwellings without the ability to plug in at home 
a public network like curbside charging becomes more important. Both EV ownership and charging are in their infancy, and governments will do more. America's infrastructure bill sets aside $7.5 billion for public points. But the numbers are still small relative to what will be required. New Vatican Laws Against Sexual Abuse December 8th is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, the only Catholic holy day specifically about sex, or rather its absence. Fitting then that it should see the introduction of a revision of church law that has much to say on the subject. It largely removes the discretion that has allowed bishops and abbots to overlook or cover up sexual abuse by subordinates. Henceforth, priests who prey on adults and not just children can be defrocked. The revision, the first major change since 1983, also criminalises the quote grooming of those targeted for sexual exploitation. Yet with singularly unfortunate timing, Pope Francis on Monday muddied the waters surrounding these vexed issues. He said it was quote not the gravest of sins for Michel Aupetit, the Archbishop of Paris, to have given quote small caresses and massages to his secretary. The prelate who resigned had been the victim of, quote, an injustice, he went on. Hardly on the new message. The Monarchs of Mexico The scientific name for the monarch butterfly means, quote, sleepy transformation in Greek. But there is nothing soporific about the change that the forests west of Mexico City witness when, from November, they are painted orange and black as millions of Danius Plexippus land to spend winter. It is no small feat. The butterflies, which as adults live for only four to five weeks, travel up to 4,500 kilometres from Canada and America in search of warmer climates where they are more likely to survive. The ancient migration is, however, under threat from climate change and loss of habitat, especially the plant on which the butterflies lay their eggs. Scientists hope that when Mexico surveys the number of monarchs that have travelled south in December, it will find good numbers of them. Meanwhile, the guides at the butterfly sanctuaries hope for more customers than last season, when a peak in COVID-19 infections scared visitors away. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Horace, who was born on this day in 65 BC. Life grants nothing to us mortals without hard work. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app, or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download the Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.